Hey guys, I hope you're all doing well today. I have an exciting announcement for you, and it's not only exciting for me, it's very, very personal. And I'll be honest, there's a little bit of, of nervousness to, to announce this because it's a project that I've been working on for almost two years now. So just to give you a little context, about five years ago, I really exploded my business. I went from being a one-man operation doing a respectable amount of deals, you know, two to three deals a month, to blowing it up to doing well over 10 deals a month, and in some months, 15 and to 20 deals a month. And there were some very specific things that I did to get there. And I have been asked for the last five years from individuals from all over the country, how did you do it? How did you blow your company up? What were the things that you did? What did you change? What did you implement? What exactly is the secret to getting this done? And I've answered this question multiple times over the last five years, but it's only been within the last few years that I started writing a book that has everything in it, all of the strategies I used to grow my business from just doing a couple deals a month to doing a dozen deals or more a month. And there are very specific things that I changed and very specific things that I implemented in my company to make that happen. And I've now put it into a book. That's right, guys. I'm an author, and you are the first ones to hear about it. I have not made this announcement publicly anywhere else. I'm doing it here to give you guys a first opportunity to take a sneak peek at the book. Now, the book won't be launching. It won't be available on Amazon or anywhere else until June 1st. But between now and the end of the month, I am offering to send this book for free to you to check it out and give me some feedback and maybe more importantly, uh, to read it so that when it does go live, you can give me an honest review in Amazon to which I would be eternally grateful. But I would love to share this book with as many of you who wants to, to read it. Now, remember, you'll be getting a sneak peek. So you're going to see all these things before anybody else does. And I'm happy to do that as, as a listener of mine. I really value your opinion and I really want to get this into your hands. So if you want to get an advanced copy of the book, please shoot me an email at mike at juststartrealestate.com, subject line, book. Again, that's mike at juststartrealestate.com, subject line, book. And I will get that to you immediately. Okay, guys, let's dive into the show. If you want to make them change. And now one of my mentors says, people change due to two things, through desperation or through inspiration. Yeah. Mine was both. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. Hey guys, how are you doing today? Hope everyone is doing great. I hope we're all staying safe and happy and healthy and we're all getting through this crazy coronavirus uh, pandemic uh, healthy and uh, going to get to the other side of it just fine and, and uh, get our businesses on track if we're off. And if we're not off track, 
good on you. I think that's awesome. So uh, I have another great interview for you today. Somebody that I did not know previously. I got to meet him just now, basically through the interview process and learned his story and really inspirational. Had a good time with this one. I really did. Nice guy. And uh, and I'm excited to bring it to you. It's a little bit different story. Definitely someone who started uh, with significantly less privilege than maybe somebody else that you may know. Maybe you and he didn't let it stop him and he pushed right through and and built this a business here in the United States he's not from here uh, but just a inspirational guy uh, his name is Tenny uh, Tolafari and he is the managing partner at Excite Capital Investments. Prior to establishing Excite Capital Investments in 2009, Tenny spent several years leading a major sales force in one of the fastest growing financial services in America. He's also a global cybersecurity professional supporting the likes of Boeing and uh, Deloitte. Tenny met his partner, his business partner, uh, Leslie in 2019, and together they invested in a 192-unit project and uh, as a limited partner in that one, and they're on track to acquire 500 units in 2020. Tenny's major role is building relationships with brokers, property management companies, and investors to ensure the success of their property investment business. So it's him and his partner, and they are rocking it out, man. They're they're buying multifamilies, building syndications, and uh, just had a fun conversation with them. Really inspirational to hear someone who came from very modest beginnings to, to come to America and really build a business that he could be very proud of. So I'm excited to bring that to you, and I'm going to do that right now. So without any further delay, I bring you Tenny. All right, Tenny, man, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate you being here. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. Well, I'm excited. Let's dive in. We don't know each other previously, and I sometimes I interview people that I've known for years, and sometimes I interview people, and the first time I'm meeting them is on the show. So that's always exciting for me to meet new people and to find out their stories and how they got started and what they're doing. And you are doing something different than what I do in my day-to-day business, which is multifamily, yeah. right? So I'm excited okay. to dig into that world and find out more about it. So so people can get a little more familiar with you and your background. Tell me, go back before real estate. Tell me what you were up to. What were you doing? And then we'll move forward into why you got into this this whole crazy world of real estate. Absolutely. Uh, again, you know, I want to thank you for the opportunity to be on your show. Uh, without folks like yourself who don't have the opportunity to share our stories and I don't motivate or inspire people that wants to get in the space. I was born and raised in Nigeria. I was born to a family of seven. Two boys and five girls. I'm a twin. I have a twin sister. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I, I grew up in a community where my mom was a petty trader. I don't know if you know what that is. And then my dad was a cop, basically. And with seven kids, it was, it was pretty tough. What, now, what? your so, mom was a, you said a penny trainer? A trainer? Pe- petty, like, like um, he's a local trader, basically. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. It's not like one of those guys that trade. She's an entrepreneur. Yeah. In Af- in Africa, they call her petty trader. Okay. Petty. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Petty trader. I learned okay. a lot about business from her. Um, nice. But, you know, we didn't have a lot growing up. Um, I went to public schools. I was one of those kids when you when you see, you know, I know that in the Western world, when you see some kids in Africa, you see some kids that have holes in their pants in school. I was one of those kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I'll be real. Um, I, because in my classroom, when I was in my primary school, the classroom, we didn't have a desk. So we had to sit on the concrete. Okay. And if you sit on the concrete, after a little while, your, your pants start rubbing on the concrete. And then, wow. 
So that's how I grew up. Um, I went to school there. Um, so I struggled with academics because, you know, I, I, did, I couldn't spell. I couldn't spell IT, eat, N-O, no, S-O. So I can still remember everything in my head <laughs> because my aunts, my sisters, they were doing better than me. And uh, they were like, dude, why can't you just spell this little, little words, man? It's just two letters. Yeah. Um, so that kind of hit my ego. Um, so because of that, going through school, I was more, I wasn't confident in myself. I was depending on other people to pass my classes. Yeah. But fast forward towards graduating from high school, uh, since my, throughout my high school, I was always depending on somebody else. But towards the ending, I realized that one of my friends that I've been depending on all this while is about to go study mechanical engineering while I want to go do electrical electronics engineering. So yeah. the problem now is now he's leaving. What are you going to do, boy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I, I went, I went straight to my mom. I'm like, hey, mom, my friend is about to go to, you know, go study something else. I'm about to go study something else. What am I going to do? She said, why can't you study by yourself? Why can't you pass your exams yourself? Why can't you be the reliant on yourself? Yeah. Now, I know that I can study and try to do my exams, but I'm not just confident. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's the kind of struggles that I had. And um, with that conversation with my mom led me to a point where I started believing in myself. And then I moved into college. Um, I, I studied electrical and electronics engineering. And now in college, somebody else now was not depending on me. <laughs> so now I understood the burden. Um, and then my second year of college, um, because we like in Nigeria, we have first class, uh, like top class. Okay. And then lower class. There's nothing like middle class. We were in the lower class, basically. Okay. And in my second year in college, I'm like, how do I move to the upper class? Yeah. <laughs> and the only answer that I got was to get out of Nigeria, go study abroad, and that way I can be part of that circle. Oh, okay. So I went to my mom. I said, hey, mommy, I'm about to go study my master's in, in America. She was like, are you crazy? Who do we have in America? We have nobody in America. Yeah. We don't know anybody in America. She's like, where did that come from? <laughs> so uh, I told her, hey, listen, that is the only way. That's what I wanted to do. She was like, all right, we have a bet. If you're able to graduate from college with summa cum laude, which is your equivalent of uh, the college second class upper division in Nigeria, okay. I will do whatever it takes to send you abroad to go to school. I said, that's a bet. So I went to work. My cousin in, in uh, undergrad was five years. So by God's grace, you know, I studied hard. I graduated with uh, second class of our division, and I took it back to her and said, hey, "Mom, I graduated with the degree you were asking." And she said, like, well, "Oh crap! Now I have to. Now <laughs> I have to figure this out." <laughs> so she said, "If I have to sell everything that I have, my clothes, my boxes, some of the lands that I have, I have to do it because you no, know, you know, coming to America to study, we're paying everything out of pocket. There is no loan, there is no grant, nothing." Yeah, yeah. My tuition a semester was around eight thousand dollars, right? Okay. And that was minus living expenses, housing, accommodation, and all of that. So right. I, I brought it to her. I said, I, you know, I have an admission right now. What are we going to do? And I you know, went to my dad, and we had conversations. It's like, this, this is a good opportunity. Uh, you should go ahead. So I landed here in America, in Dallas International Airport, um, August of 30th, 2010. And then there's this lady that I flew in with. Uh, <laughs> this is a funny story. So because she knows that I didn't, I didn't know anybody here and everything, she saw me like a liability. So when we got out of the plane, I said, hey, listen, can I get your number so I can give you a call when I get situated? She said, no, 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 don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to America, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's but too one funny. Thing that I had, uh, one thing that I had with me was I wasn't scared. I wasn't, I had no doubt. 
within me that um you know my future is going to be bright so all i yeah. got was to come here go to school so i went to school i came to viu virginia international university in virginia okay that's where i started yeah and then from there i transferred to Bowie state university uh, that's where i got my master's in cybersecurity. nice um so i graduated before i graduated i got a job because i knew that all i had was education so i had to give it my best yeah so um because of that i graduated very good my my gpo was really really high and then I got a job before I graduated. Before you know it, I got another job with Bowen. And then I became nice. a global consultant uh, with Deloitte. So my career became very good. And in 2016, I brought my mom here to come visit. Brought my baby sister here to come go to grad school as well. Nice. So life was good. So in 2016, when I brought my mom, I was working at Bowen. I was one of the cybersecurity professionals there. Um, I had my 50s heart. So now me, I brought my mom to take care of her here. She does had to take care of me for three to four months. Uh, because I couldn't move. I had wow. to just my fifth disc. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How'd that happen? Just freak accident or did you do something to make it come out? I think it was it was accumulating because I like to lift weight, heavy weight. Okay. Um, I think that was what, what caused it. And I wasn't protecting myself. Okay. Uh, using good posture and stuff. So I think that was what caused it. Okay. But again, I was I finished for my therapy and everything, and I was asking myself, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? I don't want, just want to work nine to five. Of course, I work with a great company, great income, great everything, right? Yeah. But what's next? So in that search, I ran across a company, a financial services company, um, and they started told, telling me about money, started learning about money. I'm like, okay. oh my God, there's a lot of whole world of opportunities out here. So I started learning about finance. Um, in that process, I became an entrepreneur in the financial services space. I was still, I still had my job, my cybersecurity job, but I was learning business, uh, entrepreneurship myself, how to build a business, how to deal with people and all that stuff. Because I came in from a technical background, I didn't really have that interpersonal skill. Even though I know within my heart that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I didn't really have the exposure. I've never done it before. And I can remember going back in 2008, 2009 in Nigeria then, I bought the first book about entrepreneurship, which is Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. <laughs> wow. And yeah. I bought the cash flow quadrant in yeah. Nigeria then. I didn't know what I was doing. Like, <laughs> I did not know what I was doing. So I was reading the, the cash flow quadrant book. You know, he was talking about the the, the E, the S, the B, yeah. and the I, yeah. right? Yep. And I was understanding. He was talking about 401k and all that stuff. I'm like, what the hell is all these things? <laughs> because I couldn't relate to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when I came here... And they started talking about all this. I'm like, oh, okay. That's what he was meaning. Okay. Now this is making a lot of sense. Population of America, when it comes to working entrepreneurship and business and, and, and wealth in general, where do I want to fall in that cash flow quarter? I want to be in the B and the I, right? Which yeah. is big business and um, investor. Yeah. So the financial services platform gave me an opportunity to try and start building business. So with that, I was able to um, work with a bunch of people where we're building business financial services. And then in that process, I met my partner, Leslie. And how did I meet my partner, Leslie? Um, I was doing a presentation at the doctor's office and there was a couple of um, nurses there and Leslie's wife was among them. So I said, hey, listen, I do this. I'd like to come and share with you guys if you're interested. And uh, she said, okay, no problem. I'll give you my information. So she gave me my information. Everybody gave me their information. And out of everybody that gave me their information, only Leslie's wife picked up my call and said, hey, listen, I need to talk to my husband. So I went to, his, to their house and Leslie is a very technical individual, very, very like detailed oriented. So he has a bunch of questions uh, like, who is this financial guy that yeah. <laughs> you bring it to the house? <laughs> so, you know, I had an open heart, went over there, shared with them what I had. And they were talking about philosophy, uh, books that we were reading. 
at that time I was reading the biography of Elon Musk. Of Elon Musk. Okay. Um, he was reading that same book as well. Oh. Wow. Um, and then when I started talking about Money Master the Game by um, Tony Robbins, he has read that book as well. So we were like, okay, there's a lot of things that is, uh, you know, connecting between the both, both of us. I was like, all right, so why don't we just meet, meet up another time? So from there, we started building relationships. We started meeting up at a, at a game, at the, like a brewery, where they would play board game. And then we started playing the Robert Kiyosaki uh, cash flow board game. Yeah. started playing that, that for a couple of weeks. And we started inviting other people to join us. Um, in that process, we started thinking about what should we do? How do we start a business? You know, I said, hey, listen, I'm already good in uh, entrepreneurship. I do financial services business. He's already doing real estate investment. Okay. I'm like, the missing piece for me now is moving from the B to the I. Yeah. In Robert Kiyosaki cash flow quarter, right? Yep. I'm like, I've not, the only real estate that I have right now is my residence where I live at. I've not really started investing in real estate. He was like, man, we can do that. Maybe you can, you know, fund team and uh, try nice. to buy real estate. Uh, so that's how we started in 2019, uh, January of 2019. We okay. formed our company, Excite Capital. And out of all the asset class, because what we did is we were those guys that want to invest a lot of money in our education. So we invest a lot of time and resources to go to different boot camp. So we went to wholesaling class, flipping class, a whole bunch of different seminars to try to understand what is really going on. Uh, yeah. He's already doing some form of real estate in the past. But out of everything, we decided to do multifamily. Okay. So last year in September 2019, we invested in 192 units in Marietta, Georgia. And this year, we're looking to acquire 500 units as the primary sponsors of the deal. So that's my journey so far. Um, I know it's a, lot, a long story, but uh, I well, hope that's interesting yeah, enough. <laughs> I, wa- I want to go back. I have a question for you. Okay. So you started okay. off, you grew up in Nigeria. Uh, Correct. You, you talked about the sitting on the concrete floor. And and then you came, you came to America. Your mother, your family got together the resources they needed to to make that happen because you fulfilled your end of the bargain there. What do you think when people who grew up here in America say, "I don't have the opportunities to succeed that other people have," or "I don't, I wasn't born into the right social class," or "I don't have the opportunities that other people have who are successful"? Like you have to, it has to drive you nuts to hear that kind of stuff. You used to drive me nuts. But I came to the realization is is more about exposure. It's about people you surround yourself with, who you grew up with, the kind of information we consume. I used to be like when I first came a couple of years, I came here. I see people don't they want to be serious about their life and everything. I used to get really mad. Like I like all of those things are excuses. Yeah. But I, I came to the realization as I continue to mature and grow that it's more about the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. They're, they're your friends, your family, you know, uh, where you grew up from. Because you can only be what you surround yourself with. Think about this. The neighborhood where I grew up from, they have a whole bunch of, when I say bad people, bad people. In terms of like they go steal, um, they get in trouble a lot. Um, I hang out with some of these guys. And my dad, you know, you know, I have my older brother. He's like seven years older than me. And then I have a bunch of my, my sisters, my sisters, my sisters, and then me. Yeah. And because I know that my dad was a cop, I want to get in trouble a lot. So when I told my dad that I graduated the second class upper division, he was like, that is no way. There is no way I will graduate with that degree. We need to have a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a family meeting and I saw, showed him my certificate and everything. He was so proud. He was like, there's no way I believed that you could do this. Wow. And I did it in electrical and electronics engineering, which is one of the toughest degrees in, in Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. And what I, I thought that I could do 
instead of being in that circle of everybody, I said, I think I can get out of here. Yeah. I think I can get out of here to get a better life. And then hopefully one day I'll be able to share that same life to some people that there's a lot of opportunities out there that it can, they can get only if they are willing to move. Yeah. And if you think about it here in America as well, a lot of people, if they move from where they grew up from and go, go to another environment, they go and associate with the right set of people, they become better. Yeah. I agree with you, man. So that's my take on that. Yeah. I, I think it is who you surround yourself with, you know, as a parent, like even with your kids, I would definitely make it harder for my kids to, to hang out with the bad kids or the kids that I knew were a bad influence. I would make them jump through a lot more hurdles to go and hang out with those kids than I would with the kids that I knew had a good family and had a good support system. Like if they want to hang out with those kids, it was easy. I'd drive them over there. I'd make it happen, right? So I think, who, and then when you grow up, it's no different, right? The people you surround yourself as an adult tends to be the kind of person you are. So I, I guess what I was getting more at and just kind of, I was kind of being a little silly making a joke, but there are people who were born here in America in a, just a middle-class family with good parents and all the opportunities in the world. And sometimes they're the ones that'll be the first ones to make excuses about why they can't do something. And you know, here you came here from another country. You know, you had no support here. You had no friends and family. You, you didn't. You were reading. You were reading books that inspired you, and you didn't understand some of the concepts in it because you had never been exposed to it, right? And then to right. hear someone who grew up here in a nice family and had opportunities to say, well, yeah, you're doing it, but I can't. I don't have those opportunities. And it's like, come on, man. Everyone has an opportunity. It's just how badly do you want it and how, what are you going to do to get there, right? So, and I think that's I think that's cool. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You were going to say something. Like I said, you know, I've, you know, come to a realization that a lot of people don't appreciate what they have, yeah. right? Listen, <laughs> let me give you a story. I said, I sat down on the floor to go to school. In my undergrad, I used candles to study. You see this light that I've seen 24 <laughs> yeah. by 7? Yeah. It wasn't there. Yeah. Until now, it's not there. So in my room, because I knew what I wanted to achieve, I had to study a lot. Let's say both of us are in the same class. If we have an exam to write, if it takes you an hour to study the material, it's going to take me 10 hours. So I knew that I had to put in more time right. than everybody else. So during the night when everybody's sleeping, I'm studying. I did that for so many, so many months. So in my room, when you're coming and you're going through, you see a candle right by the window. It's me studying. <laughs> there was one thing I did that was insane that people think I was, my, my friends thought I was mad. Like I was running crazy. In my room, in my office right now, you see I have my the cars that I aspire to buy and my some of my dreams and some of the things that I have on my wall. Something similar. Then I didn't know anything about vision board. I don't know anything about no vision board or nothing or visualization. Yeah. I just said, this is the grade I want to have for each class. I study on that class, put it on the wall on an A4 paper, and I write a big A or a big B on it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I had nine classes I was taking that time. So every time I finished studying for one, I put it on the wall. So one of my friends came in, and I was in, the, because we were on strike then. What I mean by strike is that means everybody's home. All the students and teachers are home. Nobody's taking classes. Okay. So I was the only one in my hostel. So one of my friends came and visited me. He was like, you opened the door where I was in my room. <laughs> it was like... Dude, are you running <laughs> All these said, A's and B's on the wall. <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. I know what I want. <laughs> I don't want this life. I don't want to be at this point. Some of my friends are basically back home. They're just struggling to take care of the family. Yeah. That's not the life I want. If I have to study this study and my mom said she's going to help me go to America, I'm going. Yeah. So come here. There's a lot of people that don't appreciate what they have. They don't understand. Yeah. 
So that's why they sometimes they say, if you want to teach some kids, take them to a shelter, take them abroad, let them go see other people. It's going to give them perspective. Yeah. So gratitude perspective is one thing that helps a lot of people if you want to make them change. And now one of my mentors says, people change due to two things, through desperation or through inspiration. Yeah. Mine was both. <laughs> <laughs> so you, when you flew in, did, did I hear you say that you landed in Dallas International Airport? Dallas International Airport. Okay. So how did you get to DC? What, what brought you there? So it's a plane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was that where you were going to school? Is that, is that the school that you were going to attend? Yes, the school was in Virginia. It's a Virginia International University. It's okay, Virginia. School. Okay, gotcha. Um, and the closest airport was Dallas International Airport. So I can still remember everything. So I flew in. My flight was Lufthansa Airline. That's what my, my okay. airline, Lufthansa Airline. Okay. So I flew flew into Dallas and I got a taxi. I can still remember how much I paid for the taxi. $60. Okay. <laughs> From the airport. <laughs> So where I was going to stay, you know, I stayed, I, I um, kind of just stayed with somebody temporarily for a couple of days before the school found an accommodation for me. Okay. Um, and then I moved into the accommodation. Now, do you want to really hear all this interesting story? Yeah, let's do it. Come on. This is good. <laughs> so in my room, <laughs> we were two guys in my room with a twin bed, just one bed. <laughs> so, <laughs> So we were alternating who would sleep on the bed. So Monday, you sleep on the bed. Tuesday, you sleep on the bed. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. There you are back on the floor. You got all the way to America just to end up on the floor again. So it was crazy, man. Um, so I, I finished that. And then I, I transferred to Bowie State. Of course, the only thing that I had was education. And this little money my parents was giving to me. So I didn't have a lot of money to buy. Like my hair. Now, uh, this is my, my intention. Yeah, yeah. Then my hair, I had an afro. My wife, <laughs> presently, when she met me, I had an afro. Because I didn't want to spend $20 to get a haircut. That's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My shoes then that I had, I avoid where there's water puddles. I avoid it because if I go close to where there's water, I put my feet in, water gets in my shoe. Yeah. Do you know why? Because I didn't want to spend a dime to, to do anything. Because I'm paying tuition out of pocket. And if I don't pay one semester, they kick me out of school. I got a status. Yeah. So in school, I look for jobs and I would just do everything I can do to survive while my parents were supporting me as much as they could. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so it's wow. it's interesting. That's a journey, man. That's a journey. It's interesting for me and I think it's interesting for a lot of people to hear that and it does give you perspective because I grew up here and I had my own bed and I sat, you know, like when I was in school, the biggest thing we had to endure was a classroom with no air conditioning. P- kids would complain they're hot, you know, like... <laughs> You're sitting, you know, you're sitting at a desk. There's, there's good, you know, water and food and everything that you need. Everything's fine. It's just, it's hot. And they complain that it's hot, you know? So okay. it's just, it's interesting to hear, to hear the difference. And I, you know, I grew up in Michigan. I live in Michigan. I've lived in Michigan my whole mm-hmm. life. Now I've traveled the world, but I've not lived anywhere else. So it's a whole different thing when you uproot yourself. Like right now, if I wanted, when I started my real estate investing company, like I had mm-hmm. friends and family to support me and around and, you know, I, all that stuff. Like I didn't go to another country to start a business. That's a whole different thing. And I, it's doable. I mean, you did it, you know, but it just, I, I just want to drive that point home, guys. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I can't do it. I don't have the right privileges or I don't have the right, you know, whatever support system. Listen, try flying over to Nigeria and starting a company or flying to Europe and starting like it's it's it makes it adds another level of complexity to it, right? 
And, and that's a really good segue to like what we do in terms of syndication because my company yep. does syndication. And Explain what syndication started- is, first of all, for people who don't know what a syndication means. I know what it means, but can you explain that in like basic terms? It's basically pulling funds together to buy apartment buildings or invest in real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a lot of investors that want to put their money, they want to buy properties. Uh, some of them don't want to go through the hassle of taking care of the property, dealing with tenants, toilets, and a whole bunch of stuff that comes with it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so what a syndicator do is say, hey, listen, I'll go look for the property. I'll take care of the management and everything. And you get the benefit of owning the real estate, which is cash flow and equity, mm-hmm. right? And of course, you get the tax benefits as well, depreciation and a whole bunch of things that come with real estate investing. Yeah. So the syndicator is the one that's responsible for all of that. So basically, just a, put, a group of people putting money together to buy bigger assets. Okay. Now, I assume there's SEC regulations and things you can't just put on the internet. Hey, I'm looking for money, uh, for looking for investors, and uh, what what I know I know it can get very deep, and I'm sure there's a lot of regulations. But in general, what are some of the mistakes people make when they're trying to? pool money together or raise funds for a deal? So we have the 503B and the 503C. One of them is basically, one, somebody, you you have to build a relationship with people. You have to be people you know Yeah. in order for you to take money from them and invest. Right. Like, that's why I said it was a good segue because someone like me that don't have a lot of friends and family here, who want to meet and tell them, hey, listen, we have a $10 million deal. Give me $50,000, $100,000. Let's go invest in the deal. Like, yeah. Are you crazy? Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I have to put myself, right now, I have to put myself out there and share my dreams with people. I say, hey, listen, this is what I'm trying to do. You yeah. want to be a part of it? I'd love you to be a part of it. Yeah. You know, this is what I'm trying to do. And if, if, if you see my drive and you see what I want to do, we can do it together. If you don't see it, it's fine. And that's what me and my partner did. You know, we came together and said, okay, we have association. Like my friends right now, you know, we're all making a certain amount of income, right? Yeah, yeah. And we can only do so much. And the kind of deal that we do, we need people that has a high net worth, right? Yeah. yeah. In order for me to be able to attract those people, I got to change myself. I have to do something something else. Yeah. Because of what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. So that's how it works. So when it comes to advertising online, you, you want to make sure that you have pre-existing um, relationship with people. Yeah. Um, the 506B requires you not to have those uh, relationships, whereas the 506C requires you to have a relationship with people. Yeah. Yeah. That's the big big no-no that people do. They get on Facebook and they say, hey, I'm looking for private investors. And then worst of all, they say, I can guarantee you a 12% return. You know I mean? Giving guarantees and soliciting people you don't know are the the big uh, pitfalls that people a lot of times make. And most of the time, it's innocent. They don't realize that it's wrong. But you just got you have to be careful with that pre-existing relationships and only soliciting from people you already know is is, is say, a way to stay a little bit safer in that. So let's talk about multifamily. Why multifamily? Why are you guys not buying a bunch of single-family homes? What, what do you like about multifamily? It's just about our dreams, right? What we want to do. Mm-hmm. So when we when we open up Excite Capital, we actually put in contract for a, bunch, a couple of uh, single-family properties, duplex. But we say, you know what, let's continue to educate ourselves. We actually started researching about assistant living, excuse me, assistant living as well, um, and a bunch of other asset class. But I came across an article by Grant Cardone, actually, uh, where he talked about investing in in real estate. And then he talked about uh, one door. He talked about 16 doors. He talked about if you have two doors, how one person leaves, you have 50% vacancies. All those things started making sense to me. And he talked about management. Because I'm reading, I mean, I read a lot of books now. I try to, you know, keep myself with books and they talk about leverage. 
Yep. How, if you're not an expert, you can look for the expert person to take care of the responsibility for things you don't know how to do. And it's called leverage. Oh, he talked about leverage, which is bringing in the property management company to take care of the management piece of the property. Yeah. But if you want to manage a property, you want to make sure that the income that's coming in is enough to cover the expenses for the property manager that's on there mm-hmm. and the expenses that go with the software and everything that they do, right? So once I, we studied that, like when I said study, <laughs> we studied that, we realized that multifamily gives a lot of advantages compared to single family because single family, if you have one door, if the tenant leaves, you're 100% vacant. If you have two doors, one person leaves, you see, have a 50% vacant. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you have multiple doors now, you'll be able to adjust for the vacancy, you know. And he give a you know $16 minimum for you to be able to hire a property management company. And again, let me just go ahead and explain a little bit about how we acquire property. Okay. It's simple. We look for markets that's called emerging markets. What that means is in a market where they, they have strong population growth, they have good jobs or jobs are moving in there. Uh, the economy around that market is good. And we have um, stable, uh, low crime and good assets class as well. Uh, so we go to those markets and we look for good properties that are underperforming. What underperformance means is the, per- the property manager is not maximizing the potential of the deal yeah. or of the property. Sometimes they call them mom and pop shops. Yep. So we look at those properties, we get them, and then we try to optimize the property by you know, you know, fixing some of the units and doing some work in the property to be able to increase the rent. Because when you increase the net, you have a potential of increasing the value of the property. Yeah, right. Totally. Can I so, ask you a question? Let me stop you though, because I, I I like to make sure I'm making this clear for the listeners. You said you go into emerging markets and you look for opportunities underperforming assets. How do you look for them? Where do you look for them? What's the process for actually locating properties? That's a really good question, right? Um, so we use demographic data. Um, so basically, like for instance, if you if we if we go to um, uh, realdata.com. Um, if you go on there, or Yadi Matrix, or um, Marcus Amelichap, all these guys produce statistics about markets that are doing good, that are having job growth, that are having uh, decline in poverty, uh, that companies or industries are moving to, right? Uh, that the particular demographic of people are moving to. So we follow those trends to be able to identify these markets, right? For instance, one of our markets is Charlotte. Charlotte, right now, the number of people that migrate before this pandemic started that moves to Charlotte, I think it was 102 per day. That was a lot of people moving out there, right? Uh, we had the banking hub, technology is growing, and you know a lot of people are moving down there. And if people move there, what do they need? They need apartments. They need somewhere to leave. Right. So if we are able to provide places for them to leave that's conducive, clean, um, and they can live by design, we can make money doing that. Right. So that's why we look for opportunities at places where you know they have you know stable job, the growth is there, poverty is low, crime rate is low. So we use all these different statistics to, to look at a particular deal or marketplace that would buy a deal at. Okay. So what mistakes do you see that people make? What mistakes did you make when you were starting a multifamily? What mistakes do you see other people making that they could avoid? I think one big mistake is I think I can give two. One is not educating yourself enough. Uh, no, three actually. One is not educating yourself enough. Two is not getting started. And three is, you know, you're looking for deal before you look for money. Okay. Right? So not getting started is, what are you waiting for? You know, I know sometimes some people are scared, right? But if you don't put yourself out there, 
you don't know what you don't know the unknown. Dude, you're on the right. You're on the right podcast, man. This is just start real estate. That's what it's all about. This whole podcast is built on the concept of just start. Get out there and go, man. Absolutely, absolutely. I've never done. I've never done commercial real estate before. I've never done rent out before. I just had to put myself out there and learn. So we invested a lot of money in in our education. Um, Again, that's moved to the second phase, which is education. If you want to do something, instead of you trying to figure out everything yourself, you want to look for people that are already doing it. That way, the path could be shorter. Yeah. Uh, Of course, you're going to go into the learning curve, but the path is going to be shorter. So we surround ourselves around mentors and we join different groups. We attend different conferences that has to do with multifamily investing and for over a year and now that we have our company, we've been able to surround ourselves with some great people in the industry. Like right now, we understand and we know who the top dogs are when it comes to um, uh, multifamily investing. Mm-hmm. And we've been able to shake hands with them. Some of them have been to their podcast as well and continue to build this relationship with them. And then the last one is in our own journey, some people say is you look for the deal and the money will come. Mm-hmm. And there's another philosophy that says you gather the money and then you look for the deal. Yeah. So from our own experience, you look for the money, look for the deal and the money is come is a myth. It's not right. Because it's like basically saying when I have the assets, then I have to go start looking for money. But who knows that you're doing that? Who knows that you're investing in real estate? If they don't know you, if you're in obscurity, how are they going to know that you're involved in real estate? So we were in obscurity and then we saw a deal, the 192 unit deal that I just mentioned that we, we invested in. Yep. It was a great opportunity that we met a group of advisors that said, hey, listen, let's partner up together and take this deal down. And we had a huge opportunity there. But now we had this deal under contract and we said, hey, listen, let's go start looking for money. Now, because we have timeline, we now became desperate. Yeah. Now people can see desperation in your eyes. Yep. Like, oh, dude, why are you so... Why are you so uh, serious like this. Go, dude, calm down. Calm down. Yeah. I don't have $50,000 laying around. I don't have $100,000 laying around to just give yeah. to you. You know, that's not how things work. I, I need to see that you've been doing this for, for a while. We went in with the philosophy. And again, that's how somebody taught us that you look for the, the deal, the money will come. And yeah. we had a couple of people that promised us that, hey, listen, when you find the right deal, I give you money. Somebody said, I'll, I'll give you $2 million. Don't worry about it. And now we got the deal. Yeah. With the right group of people. Yeah. With the right location. A B class assets, cash flowing, performing very well. The potential for growth is three hundred dollars per door. We couldn't get the investors. So the guy who told you just bring me the right deal and I'll fund it didn't want to do that. Not just the guy, the couple of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so we pretty... ended up now. All we that did was like, hey, listen, we have some money in the bank. Let's use our money and invest in the deal. So we use our own money, invested in the deal, and we're part of that deal. So anybody that's starting, I'll say, start letting people know what you do. Yeah. Start telling people that, hey, I'm interested in multifamily. I'm interested in real estate. I'm interested in assistant living. I'm interested in um, commercial real estate. Any kind of real estate that you do or any kind of business that you do, you got to open your mouth. Because yeah. once you're, you're in obscurity, people will never know what you do. You know? yep. So I totally agree. I, I built my entire company off of that concept. The first deal I did, I, I used my own money. I told everybody who would listen what I was doing, and I had I had funding from that day forward. I think with multifamily, certainly it's a different you know you're, it's a lot more money you're trying to raise. Sometimes in single family deals, especially depending on how competitive the environment is for the investor, 
if I get a deal under contract, single family home, right? And I'm in Michigan. So we're talking about maybe a, a thirty to $60,000 house, right? If I get mm-hmm. that under contract and, it, and that house will retail for hundred fifty. And mm-hmm. I don't, and I don't have funding. And I go to a local meetup and I raise that contract and say I need funding. I'll be surrounded by people, right? So people. in some cases, in certain kinds of investing, I think you can find the deal because deals are so hard to find. But in your world, where you need to come up with a million, two million, ten million, you're right. It's a little bit trickier because you're under the you're on a, you're on a stopwatch once you get that deal under contract, you know. And I think that Absolutely. that could be a little bit different. So and it's easier to find thirty thousand dollars than it is to find you know three million dollars. So yeah, man, I, it's good. And it's all like this is what's great about getting on a podcast. What's great about interviewing people that I don't know as well. Like your your history and your experience is different than mine. And, and you've just learned to play this game in a way that that works for you. And that's what people need to hear because there's people listening to this, not just all over the country, but all over the world. So it's right. good to hear other other perspectives on that. And I appreciate that very much. Thank you. So talk to me about how you build relationships with brokers to help you in your business. What do you What are you doing and how are you building those relationships? Well, it's pretty simple. Just call them. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the, um, are there not these guys getting calls from every investor in the world? And and how do you get them to take your call? And how do you get them to take time for you? So this is what we did. And so when we started the business, exactly that question you asked is an amazing question. When we started, we went to a men- we had a, a mentor. We were in a mentorship program where we have a bunch of students, and they were teaching everybody the same thing. You know, have this script. Call the broker. This is what you say. This is how you say it. And these brokers get these calls every single day. Oh, yeah. So what do I do to separate myself? Right? Yeah. Um, so we did that. We, you know, we did everything everybody said we should do. Just call the broker up and blah, 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 blah. Again, this is one of my superpower. My own superpower that I have that I, I know that God blessed me with is okay. I can pick up the phone and call anybody. Like if the president's, uh, you give me the president's phone number right now and I have something to tell him. I'll pick up the phone and dial him and say, hey, Mr. President, <laughs> my name is Tenny. <laughs> so that is the kind of, that is my superpower. So my, my, my partner, this blew his mind one of these days. So we went for a boot camp. We have like 500 people in the room. My goal in that boot camp was to network with people there, tell them what we do. And then I had a, a flight to catch. So when we had a break, you know how you, you finish with presentation and then we have a little break where the people are chit-chatting. Yep. I told my partner, I'll be right back. So what he saw me doing was I was moving from table to table. I said, hey, listen, my name is Tenny. I'm about to leave. Uh, I would like to reach out to you at one point to share with you what we're doing. We're into real estate investing, what our family, blah, blah, blah. If you don't mind, can I have your card? I went, boom, 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 get all those cards. And I said, hey, Leslie, here's the other card that I got. I'm leaving. And I left. He was like, oh, my God. How did this guy do this? <laughs> <laughs> That that you know, is that is not my superpower. Going into a room and networking <laughs> with everybody, not my favorite thing to do. But you know what? This is a people business. You really need to be able to talk to people. And you're right. Having that power, like you said, a lot of people shy away from that. A lot of people don't want to make that call to the broker because they're afraid, you know, or they're calling and they're just reading a script because they don't know how to talk to people. So knowing how to talk to people is important. I, I 100%. 100%. I, I just call them and say, hey, listen, my name is Danny. I'm with Excite Capital. Two things. You can want to listen to me or you don't want to listen to me. You don't want to listen to me, that's fine. I call the next person, right? Again, these are the things that I learned. I wasn't born like that, but I knew it wasn't it was a me because when I was in primary school, our principal, he's one of these guys, he's big and a lot of kids are scared of him. And one day we're in an assembly line 
you know, where kids are gathering and he has his own speech. And then I saw myself raising my, my hands up and asking the question. I can still remember that, right? And I've done that a couple of times where we have like this big audience and people are scared of them. And then I raise my hands up and say, hey, listen, I have a question. So I knew that I have it in me. Yeah. So when I went to my financial services business, that helped me build it, build it up my, my confidence more. Because and I realized people want to be talked to. Yeah. We're all humans. We're interactive, interactive beings. So anyways, back to brokers. So I just called them and I talked to them. Um, and then, you know, we fly down to where they are and see them. Um, so recently what we did was, you know, we we went to Houston recently because Houston is one of the markets we were looking at. Um, so I just went online. So one of our mentors showed us how we can get the top brokers in the city. Uh, what we need to do exactly to narrow it down. Because in every city, they have three to four top brokers that manages most of the assets in the city. Yeah. And your goal, we didn't know this until December of last year. From January, we opened up our company. We didn't know this until December last year. He said, you want to you identify those four brokers or four or five brokers. And then out of those four or five brokers, you want to buy, them. if you visit the state, you want to buy them stake. And all you do is say, hey, listen, Tenny, I'm going to, I'm actually going to be in your city next week. Do you have an opportunity uh, for us to meet for, you know, for us to just chat? I'd like to talk more about your city and what's going on in the real estate market. That's it. Yeah. And if they say, yes, I'm available, fine, meet. If they say they're not available, well, uh, maybe I can come again another time. You know, I have a, a project that I'm looking at. They'll meet with you. So uh, we went to Texas. There's this broker that I've been talking to online. We've been chatting. I just called my name, listen, we're coming to the city. We'd like to meet with you. I went there, me and my partner went there. He took us on a drive, took us along. This dude in, in Texas and in, in one particular neighborhood, he has sold over 21 properties in that neighborhood. So we're just driving. He was like, I sold this property. I sold this in this year. That one was this year. This one was that year. <laughs> so wow. he owns that whole neighborhood. Yeah. He owns a whole bunch of owners of that property. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Charlotte. That is one of our primary market right now. Same thing in um, Durham, Chapel area. The, the guy in, in Charlotte, I just called him up and said, hey, listen, you know, I'm interested in properties in Charlotte. I would like to meet you up when I get down there. And he said, fine. We set up for dinner. We went had dinner. I shared with him what I'm trying to do. He said, man, I like you. Yesterday, he sent me a deal, uh, a 70-unit deal and a 125-unit deal, off-market deal that is directly with the seller. Right. Right. And again, those, if you build this relationship and you yeah. continue to build it, it's not one big thing. Some people think yep. that you just call a broker right now and they'll give you an off-market deal. Yep. It doesn't work like that. No. So, yeah, so those are some of the things we've been doing. Yeah, it's it's a relationship thing, like you said, calling people, having that relationship because they do have opportunities. It's just, and you know what I what I have found, in, and maybe you can tell me if you find the same thing, you can establish that relationship. You can go and have dinner with this broker, but if you don't continue contact with that person and stay on their mind... They're not going to necessarily think of you when they get a deal. You know, you meet with them and then a year later they have something good come across their desk, but they haven't heard from you in a year. The chance that they're going to pick up the phone after a year of not having any contact with you and you not showing any interest in them at all, it's probably pretty slim. So establishing that contract and maintaining that connection in a in a professional way, right? Not to bug them, but to to keep that connection going. Yeah. And and what we what we'll continue to learn and build on that is just be a human. Yeah. Just be a human, ask about them, how they're doing, how the family is doing. You know, not every time you call, you want to look for a deal. Uh, my broker, uh, he yeah. told me so he was sending me a deal. And, you know, we begin to, I begin to know about him, his family, his daughters and everything. So when we have a call now, we talk about what's going on with our families and, and everything before we start talking about business. Yeah. So they just go right into business, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I encourage anybody that wants to do business. These are human beings. They're not robots. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want a real relationship. 
And relationship doesn't start one day. It takes time. You have to cultivate a relationship. Totally. Again, we're not perfect. We're still building it. And one other way that we look for brokers, this is a method that me and my partner have coined, is basically looking for broker through property management company. Now, this is the psychology behind that. Every property management company wants your business. They want to manage your property, right? Yep. So the best way for you to approach them about brokers is say, hey, listen, I'm looking to buy a property in your market. I'm looking for a deal between this and this, and I would like you to manage it when I find it. They was like, oh, that's interesting. I would like to learn more about you. He said, sure, let's have a meeting. So we set up a meeting between me, my partner, and, and we have a meeting. We say, hey, listen, you know, we're interested in working with you guys. We see that you guys are one of the great property management company in, in that market. Yeah. And we're interested in that market. Meanwhile, if you know of any asset class that is this type that we're looking for, and you know that's in the market, can you send it our way or can you introduce us to the broker that have it? I always ask them, do you have any relationship with the top brokers in the market? They'll be like, oh, yeah, this person, this person, this person, this person. Yeah. You mind doing an introduction? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you, it's a win-win for them, right? They, they want more properties to manage. You, you're looking for properties and you're giving them the opportunity. Why wouldn't they point out the best brokers in the business? That's true. That's a good point. I like yep. that. I like yep. that. Smart. It's smart yes. and it's all relationships based and it's not, it's not just like one time call. Hey, tell me if you got anything comes across your desk. Bye. You know what I mean? It's like, it's gotta be deeper than that. You gotta mean it. Yep. Nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool, man. Well, listen, what are you, what are you excited about right now? What are you working on now? Is there anything you'd like to talk to people about or tell them about or anything going on with you? Yeah. You know, we're just continuing to build our brand, continue to build our company. The name of my company is Excite Capital Investment. Excite is X as in Xylophen, S as in Samuel, I as in Indigo, T as in Tango, E as in Edward, Capital Investment LLC. That's the name of my company. What we're basically doing right now, we're just building our brand, uh, making people know that we exist and this is what we do. Yep. Um, this is our philosophy. Uh, our philosophy is basically working with a group of people for growth in our financial, in our wealth, and in, of course, personal as well. That's our philosophy. Um, and presently, we just presented with an opportunity with one of our partners. Uh, we have a 49 units class A uh, deal in DC that we just put on a contract. Okay. So if anybody is interested in um, uh, investing in a deal in DC, of course, DC is a re recession proof market. Um, it's really, really difficult because in DC, you're, you're really fighting with institutional investors. So when you get this kind of opportunity, it's kind of rare. So if anybody's interested yeah. in looking, you know, investing in any deal at this point, um, just reach out to us and then we can give you all the details for sure. Okay, perfect. And how can they, can they go? How do they get a hold of you? Where do they go to get a hold of you if they're interested? A couple of ways. One, you can go to our website, excitecapital.com. Uh, uh, Excite, X as in Silophone, S as in Samuel, I as in Indigo, T as in Tango, E as in Edward, capital.com. On there, we have, uh, so this is an amazing free stuff that you can get from our website. We have 11 exciting reasons why investors invest in multifamily. So that's a, that's a ebook that we created for any kind of investor that want to just understand why multifamily is a great asset. So if you go to our website, excitecapital.com, you can download that for free. Okay. Um, and also you can reach out to me directly. Uh, my cell phone number is 202-569-5072. That is 202-569-5072. You want to give out your number? 
Absolutely. Okay. Reach okay. out to me. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a business man. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, you might get blown up, but that's all right. Well, that's cool. I've, had not, I've never had anyone give out their personal cell phone number on this show before, and I'm in 370 shows in right now. That's wow. Funny. Reach out to me, man. You know, we talk, you know, I share my experience. Again, you just, you just have my whole life in the, in the, in the podcast. So yeah. my number is very, very little item to give out. Okay. And, and also uh, we have a Facebook group. It's called the Exciting World of Multifamily. Uh, if you want to be a part of our community, we share content, uh, ambitious concepts, resources that can help you build your business as well. Okay. And then in, in the DC area, we have a meetup as well. Again, try to create that synergy in the DC area. Totally. And then if you want to be a part of that, um, the meetup is called the Exciting World of Multifamily as well. So you can check it out. Okay. Yeah. And we'll put all those links in the show notes, guys. So if you're driving or whatever, and you can't write all this down, just go to the show notes and we'll have links to all this stuff. And we'll have his phone number on our website too. If you, so if you didn't write that down, he gave it to us, we're going to give it out. So his phone number will be there. All right, man, Tenny, listen, this has been awesome. It was cool learning about your background. I always, always, always find it fascinating. People like yourself who've come from another country and in a, in a situation where you land here and you have nothing and you know no one and you build yourself into the person that you are. I think it's impressive and it, it takes away all the excuses from people who are kind of born right where you landed. They were born there, no excuse, right? So absolutely, uh, I think absolutely. that that's amazing. It's an inspiring story and uh, you're a cool guy. I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, if there's anything else you want to say, this is the time. Otherwise, man, I just think this was a lot of fun. Yeah, Mike, you know, I really do appreciate this opportunity uh, that you, you know, you created for a lot of folks like us to come online and just share our story. It's not easy taking your time to host this kind of podcast. So I really do appreciate it. I, I thank you very much uh, for this opportunity. And for anybody that's listening, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. A lot of people are scared. Yep. But you don't stop. Don't freeze. Keep moving. Keep moving. One day at a time. Sometimes I get scared as well. Um, I get scared. Sometimes I just freeze. But I tell myself, dude, if you freeze, what's going to happen to your family? What's going to happen to your dream? What's yep. going to happen to the things you want to give back? People are depending on you. You got to keep moving. Yep. So I just encourage you guys to keep moving. You know, one step at a time. If you don't know it, ask questions. Reach out for help. And I bet you there's thousands and thousands of people out there looking to help you. Yep. That's Absolutely. what I get. All right, man. Cool. Well, have a good one. Stay safe. Uh, good luck to you. Uh, all the luck in the world in your business this coming year. And uh, I wish you all the best. I look forward to being in your show again. Thanks, okay. Mike. Appreciate it. Cool, man. Thank you. All right. That was a fun interview, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it was fun for me to meet Tenny. I didn't know him previously, like I said, and he's just a cool guy. Great story. Um, just love hearing those stories of, of uh, folks who just started in a in a situation that wasn't you know, completely set up for success. And But it sounds like he had a great family growing up and good support, uh, good parents who were uh, instilling good uh, morals and ethics and, and uh, work ethic into Tenny, and, and it all paid off. I mean, he, he came here and, and he built the dream, right? So we all can do that, guys. It's not just Tenny. He's, he didn't get lucky. It's Believe me, it's not luck. It was hard work and it was tenacity and it was uh, getting back up when you get knocked down and, and just going for it. So, you know, he said it during the show, uh, kind of, you know, off the cuff. And he, I don't think he was preparing to do to say to basically just start as one of his three things that he thought people needed. 
needed to do to be successful. But it's true. If you want to be successful in this industry or in any industry, the only way you're going to do it, it's not by sitting on the sidelines. It's not by just sitting around and thinking about it. You have to get out there and just start. That's the secret formula for almost anything you want to do. You want to get in shape? Just start. You want to get an education that you didn't get when you were younger, maybe? Just start. You want to build a business? You want to be a uh, a rehabber? Do you want to be a wholesaler? Do you want to buy multifamily like Tenny? Just start. Guys, you have to get out there and just start. That is the mantra of this show, and it will continue to be the the mantra and the and the uh, the message that I pound into you every single episode. Get out there and just start and make it happen for yourself. All right, guys, have a good rest of your day. Okay, you're still here. That's super cool. And because you're still here, I know you're serious about your business. You listen to the whole episode. You're obviously trying to get more information to help you in your business. And because of that, I have a very, very special offer that I want to share with you. For a very short period of time, there is a video series. It's actually a vault of videos that have been created uh, over the last six to eight months by me, by some friends of mine who are really crushing it in real estate investing, wholesalers and flippers who know their stuff. They're doing high volume. They really have this thing dialed in. We put together some videos and I want to share them with you now. Normally, these videos sell for like 4600 bucks to get all of them. Right now, they're on sale for $1,497. And I'm telling you, as I'm recording this, I have no idea when that special is going to be up. We're, we're kind of extending it a little bit right now. We announced it about a week ago. We're extending it because of the interest in it. But I don't know when it's going to be back to its normal price. I really don't. But in this video vault, there is everything you need to know to run your business from A to Z. Everything from finding motivated sellers, finding buyers who are dying to buy properties from you, how to find and manage contractors, what kind of paperwork should you have in place? What kind of contracts do you need to work with these guys? All of these things. How do you uh, comp a property? How do you know what to buy it for? How do you know what to sell it for? Estimating repairs. like How do you know what it should cost to fix a property? The wholesaling process is laid out for you as well. How to find properties, what to do when you get them under contract. What does that paperwork and that structure look like to run a wholesaling company that is profitable? How do you run a flipping company from A to Z? Finding money. Like I said, ARV, finding properties on the MLS, uh, finding deals without even spending money. Like all of these videos are there for you. And like I said, normally this is, it's a little bit expensive. It's normally around 4,600 bucks, but right now it's 1497. Uh, And like I said, as I record this, I don't know when that price is going to go up. I really don't. So go there and at least check it out. You owe it to yourself to do that. Go check out these videos and here's how you do it. You go to juststartrealestate.com forward slash vault. Again, that's juststartrealestate.com forward slash vault. And that will take you there and you can see all the videos that are in there. I mean, I'm scrolling through them right now. Marketing strategies. How do you market for properties? Skip tracing, using list services to find buyers and sellers. Um, Bandit signs. I mean, those still work, guys. People are doing them. Google ads, cold calling, ringless voicemail. 
text blasting, Facebook ads, if that's something you want to try, how to set appointments with sellers, direct mail, and, and, and templates for your direct mail. Like, not only how do you do direct mail effectively, here's some examples of ones that work. You can just have them, right? Negotiating skills, how do you talk to buyers and sellers, all the sales training, behind the scenes sales meetings with successful teams who are running sales inside their company. Like, what does it sound like? You're going to get behind the scenes and hear some of these meetings. What's going on? What are they telling their teams? How are they getting deals right now? All of this is in the video vault and all of this is available to you for less than half of its normal cost. This is a time to take advantage of it, guys. The price will go back up. I promise you that the price will go back up. But for now, it's super inexpensive. So at the very least, go and look, go see what videos are in this vault and, and you'll go through these and see, oh my gosh, like, you can start and run a successful business at scale with these tips. And by the way, you don't have to be running a huge business. This is for people who are just starting out too. There's tons of videos in here that explain every single bit of it and walk you through the process. So go check it out again, guys. It's at juststartrealestate.com forward slash vault. I promise you, you won't be disappointed, but at least go check it out. You owe it to yourself to do that right now. It's a crazy time in our world, and this kind of a resource can get you through it and make all the difference in your business. So go check it out. And if you want to drop me an email at mike at juststartrealestate.com, let me know what you think. Uh, but go there now before the price goes up. Because if you do decide that you need this for your business, and I think you will, don't pay double the cost in a month or in a few weeks or even in a week, because I don't know when the price is going to go up. So go check it out, juststartrealestate.com forward slash vault. And I know you're going to love it. All right. See you guys.